Today's lessons are all predictions about the future. Isaiah offers an extremely hopeful and beautiful view of what is to come. These are the prophetic promises for a clear and happy world ahead for the faithful of Israel. The epistle to Thessaly urges rather strict adherence to community loyalty and a commitment to Jesus' followers. No, no fallaway positions and nobody unwilling to work for the group. All this advice from one who believed that the end times were about to arrive any day. In the gospel, Jesus offers a much less immediate view of what is ahead for Christians. He urges belief and loyalty and faith in his teachings, but promises that to faithful believers, no harm will come. Every age has known good times and bad. There is no evidence in history that terrible acts of God are the result of human action or belief or declaration. The world is a changeable and complicated place. We every day see that both human and natural occurrences impact our lives and the lives of other people. But as Martin Luther King told his listeners and us a number of decades ago, the arc of history bends toward justice. One of the great benefits of the study of history is that we see the slow but unmistakable change from vast cruelties to a more benevolent world. Within one lifetime, the movement is slow, ponderous, and sometimes seems no movement at all. But when we look across a broad period, many more are free, many more have food and shelter, many more have some even minimal power of self-determination. Many more have a chance for health and education and enough to eat. The recent hurricanes in the Philippines were known across the globe immediately and those in many countries are sending money and food and medical supplies. Such efforts seem slow and frustrating for us, but it is a rescue situation unthinkable even a century ago. Flight and communication and vastly easier transport make help available that was not possible for most of human history. A single lifetime sees pain and incredibly slow improvement. But we must see with the prophets, with the Messiah, with the great philosophers and teachers recorded in scripture and history to comprehend that what is to come will move toward justice. We are not expecting Yahweh, Jesus, the prophets, science, or any other power in which we place our trust to end hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. But we have seen what medical science and rapid communication and transportation can do to bring help and comfort across the globe. And the most important help, the most important change, the most important prediction is that people can move increasingly toward a love of justice, can feel a sense of charity and love. At one time, only one's own local tribe was considered worthy of trust, worthy of help. Now, most people are anxious to help the broader spectrum of the world's people and natural resources and animal life. 
Travel and communication have given us bigger tribes, more extensive friendships, more sense of belonging to the whole world. Jesus in today's gospel promises to be at our side when we face trouble. And it is Jesus who guides us along the arc of history toward love and justice. Some people who read scripture narrowly will read in today's gospel, just as they do into other sections of scripture, like the book of Revelation, a cautionary tale that everything is to be destroyed and we are all in danger unless we adhere to some narrow view of God that those particular preachers are advocating. I believe that the history of salvation is wider and clearer than that. The biblical book Revelation, for example, is a coded message about what is happening in the Roman world at the time of its writing or in its recent past. It is not a prediction, as Father David has recently reminded us. Today's lessons, if we look at them just bit by bit, are time-bound. But the course of Christian experience is not a single lifetime. Bad things will happen, say the prophets, but the course of human life will more and more move toward caritas, toward love. The passage from Isaiah today is a poem, and its author offers a view of the future which is beautiful, peaceful, and overflowing with good things. The epistle to the church in Thessaly urges cooperation and unity and presumes that those who call themselves Christians will take care of each other and ignore the voices that tell a different story. The comments in these are not to be taken literally. They are not to be presumed to be about our year and our life and our town. And Jesus' own gospel message today stresses that it is not our job to fear the future no matter what happens. Our responsibility is to love and care for each other and to trust that the guidance of the good news will help us face whatever happens. You may be hated because you are my followers, Jesus predicts, but not a hair of your head will perish. The future for us is in today's lessons, but in the most general sense. We do not believe that all is predestined. We must act in ways that help shape the future. And what is ahead? We move toward justice and community. We must do our part and live according to our baptismal vows. We are to love God and our neighbors. We must enlarge our sense of community. We must respect the dignity of every living person. We must trust in the message of Jesus. And no matter what trials arise, we will attain the promises of Christ. Amen. Amen.